Um, I love the open guys, but there are no more NFL games to gamble on. <clears throat> we might want to make a, a, a little note there, Tyler and Brian, that we should change up the show open. No uh, maybe more include NFL like games <clears throat> to bet. No more NFL games to wager on uh, until next September. Um, well, August, if you do wager on preseason games. And um, <laughs> uh, maybe we can replace that with XFL. Okay. Oh, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. We are going to have some XFL plays for you tonight on the program. Welcome in. It is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. That's right. Uh, no NFL, but still the sports calendar continues. And uh, and there is a, let, a lot to wager on. NCAA action. There were some games tonight. Had some winners, had some losers, but isn't that life? Uh, we, uh, we, we've got some guests who are going to join us with some previews as we're and and I listen I, I don't know I'm, I'm assuming that there are a lot of people out there like me right like there's only so much time in the day right like for me it's it's all work related but I'm sure there's people out there you've got you know a significant other you've got children you got dogs I know my dogs require a lot of time from me and um and so you know there's there's only so many sports you can watch right and so for me, I don't really start paying attention to college basketball until the NFL season is over. Are you guys the same? Are you in the same boat as I am? I mean, I'm always around sports, but uh, well, as far I'm as like, I'm always around sports, as but far like, as like, like, watching, like, 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 like actually consumption. Like, yes. As far as consumption goes for me, it's <clears throat> truthfully, it's really just baseball. The rest is just kind of passive consumption, which is how you get fat. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. How many fantasy baseball leagues do you play in, Tyler? There was one time I went crazy and I was in two fantasy baseball leagues. <laughs> Typically, I'll keep it to just that's, one. That's you That's you going crazy? Well, fa- fantasy baseball is like an everyday, yeah, all day, tough. babysit sometimes your roster. Dep- but no, sometimes it's like, sometimes it's not. Sometimes you have a commissioner who's like, you set your lineup for the week. No, that you look that commissioner in the eye and you say, sir... No, thank you. Because mm-hmm. because rosters, I, I'm not, and 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 I'm not. Listen, I I agree. I don't necessarily like fantasy baseball where a commissioner where you set your team for the week and that's it. I'm with you. Like if you're in, you're in, and you're invested, and you're going to be paying attention every day, and uh, you're going to be moving your roster around, and yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. Who's being called up from the minors? All that good stuff. Yeah, yep. there's too much. There's too many moving parts to lock it in for a week in advance. So, I, but just going back to my point is football is king. And once the football season is over, then it's kind of like, it's a whole new world. And, um, and so I am knee deep in NCAA action. In fact, my best bet earlier tonight on Daily Wager, hopefully you tuned in on ESPN, Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. on ESPN2. Shameless plug, not so shameless, was Kentucky minus two and a half against Florida, Florida without their big man. And uh, I just, I felt Kentucky was going to roll. And sure enough, they did. They won 82 to 74. I just dominated in the paint, dominated, dominated off the boards. So I won there. But the game of the night was Providence going up against UConn. Providence 20th in the country, UConn 18th. I did have Providence. I liked them getting the seven and a half. I thought it was a lot of points that they were getting, 
but sure enough, it still did not cover. UConn won 87 to 69. I also like the under in this matchup because both these teams have very solid defensive units where heading into this matchup, what their defense what what their defenses did well matched up extremely well to what the opponent's offense likes to do, whether it's offensive rebounding, where they get a lot of second-chance shots, or three-point shooting, whatever the case. So I just I, I had the under here, and I had Providence getting the 7.5, and, and I did not win. So such is life. It's okay. You know, stuff happens, as they say. Uh, but nonetheless... Um, we've got Dan Servadito, Servadito, right? I think I'm pronouncing that properly. Tyler. I'm going to let you both um, trade. I joining us. Don't know. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Who's going to be joining us, um, this hour? Uh, he's, uh, he's, he's a handicapper when it comes to college basketball and college football. Uh, but right now we've got him on. Uh, covering college basketball and uh, and and just kind of again for a, and and I'm assuming there's a number of people out there like me who I, I've been I've been under this NFL rock for the last few months so it, it's a it's about this time where like I need a little help in regard to folks who've been covering college basketball all season long to give me some insight in regard to who's going to be you know the four ones right like who's going to be that one team that thinks that they're the one, but then when the bracket comes out, they're not, they're the two. Uh, Where, potentially, where could the Cinderella story come from? Can it come from the Big East? Could it be Marquette? Could it be Creighton? Possibly. So uh, we're going to talk to Dan. Also, Dallin Cuff. You see him all over ESPN, a number of uh, platforms, whether it's TV, digital, radio, whatever the case, uh, one of the best that we have going at ESPN, talking all things college hoops as well. So really excited about that. We've got two college hoop segments for you, getting you ready as we get closer to Selection Sunday, as well as March Madness. So really excited about that. Um, Keith Stewart. PGA professional, um, also hosts a number of shows all over ESPN in regard to golf. Uh, he is at the Honda Classic. He is at PGA, PGA National. That's the course, the Florida Swing, uh, the golf tour. They just left the left coast. Um, so now they're in Florida. And then, so it's, now it starts the Florida Swing and it kicks off with the Honda Classic. Uh, and uh, PJ National is a course that Jack Nicholas was able to get his hands on and um, and and do some things. So uh, we're gonna break that down for you. We'll give you some winners. Who's gonna win? Top twenty. Who potentially could be at the top leaderboard after the first round? So Keith Stewart is gonna join us on the program. Excited about that. Uh, Stormy Bonantoni is going to join us as well. She does quite a few things. Um, so. Specialty is 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 hockey, uh, so of course get her on the show. I've got to ask her about some hockey futures bets out there. But more importantly, right now she is uh, one of the uh, the analyst sideline reporters for the XFL, and she's going to be overseeing or or working on the Las Vegas Vipers DC Defenders game on Saturday night. So there'll be four games. 
Uh, there were four games last week, which by the way, I went 4-0. There's four games this week. The first one is tomorrow night, which is fun, Thursday night. Then there's one on Saturday. And then of course, two on Sunday. So Stormy joins us and we'll break those down. And Andre Snellings is going to join us as well to talk some NBA. Uh, we'll have some NFL talk as well. Uh, Eric Moody and Doug Kazarian joined me on our Bet Digital show earlier this week, and we were talking about some of the hot topics out there pertaining to the NFL. Derek Carr making a visit to the Jets. What does that mean for the Jets and their odds to potentially make it to the postseason, let alone win a Super Bowl? Um, not sure about Aaron Rodgers. Is he stuck in some dark room somewhere, possibly still doing God knows what? I, I don't know. I don't know. How about this, Tyler? Before We're going to go to a break. We're going to come back. I do want to talk about some NBA futures. I know our Lakers show just ended. So I, I really love what the Lakers did as we got closer to uh, the, uh, the trade deadline. Um, so I've got some Lakers futures bets as well as Nuggets, Clippers, Knicks. So that's what I've been to the window so far for. And I will share those with you when we get back. But really quick before we take a break, do you know that MVP odds for next year's NFL MVP. Okay. More money has been placed on Justin Fields than any player. That is very bold. That is very bold. Is that, is that, is that, is that bold or is that stupid? I don't want to go as far to say stupid because we don't know what the bears are going to do in the off season as far as getting him help but I don't think that betting on Chase Claypool is the right call. Um, he needs more help. He, it's, a, it's a stretch bet, right? So it's like a, it's like a, I'm just going to throw this up in the sky and hope it hits something kind of bet. I don't hate it, I, I just, but I don't here, think it's here's, 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 here's my thing. Why, why would you put money on a player in Justin Fields, right? who the talk right now is since the Bears have the number one overall pick is considering trading. Mm, I mean, And you're going to put your... There's so many you're different You're going to put aspects. your hard-earned money... Whoa. You're going to put your hard-earned money on a player <laughs> who the organization is contemplating trading. But you're not betting and on him... And that's who you're putting... You're not betting on him to win MVP as a Bear, necessarily... But if you look, if you look, if you look at the teams that potentially are in need of a quarterback who could potentially trade for him, it it's still the Bucks, the Saints, Washington, Carolina, Atlanta, the Raiders. Okay, I just, Hi- hypothetical, and then we'll go to break. Hypothetical, he uh-huh. goes to Tam- he goes to Tampa Bay. Hypothetical, uh-huh. he's got Mike Evans on one side, he's got Godwin on the other side. Still, they're gonna they're you know they're gonna draft. At least one more wideout who will play the slot most likely. So you've got a rookie coming in who could potentially be very, who could benefit very well from somebody like Justin Fields, who's a mobile quarterback. So I, I look, it seems crazy, but there are going to be a lot of people who will look back on you calling them crazy, and will happily show you the money that they made on that bet. <laughs> I. <laughs> I just still, I just, I don't like, it'd be one thing to be like, oh, 50% of the money, like 50% of the, the more money, and we are going to go to a break. So just marinate in this and we'll open up the phone lines. Um, 
and and I don't have the number in front of me. So if you if you could rattle that bad boy out, eight seven 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 ten ESPN eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. Well, that's pretty easy. Um, so more money again. Marinating this for a minute. More money has been placed on Justin Fields winning the MVP of next year's NFL season than any other player. More than Patrick Mahomes, more than um, Joe Burrow, more than... Justin Herbert. <laughs> Justin Herbert, more than... Insert other I mean, quarterback's name here. Exactly. <laughs> I just don't... <sighs> Marinating that. We'll be right back. Anita Marks with you. It is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. It's 23 of the most important games in my career for a regular season. And it's uh, a mindset that I, that I have and uh, hope the guys will have coming back off the break. Most important 23 games of LeBron James' career. Why wouldn't you put down money on the Lakers to make it to the playoffs at plus 145? I already have. Um, I want to say I got I, I want to say I got it at like three to one, and then it was like plus 195. And then now uh it's 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 and by the way, it's on and off the board. It's 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 jumping around. Uh, and it, it jumped back on the board later on tonight at plus 145, just FYI. Uh, like I said, I love what the Lakers did as they got closer to the trade deadline, right? Bringing in D'Lo, Beasley, Vando, Moe. Uh, D'Lo, I, I think, you know, great, great, you know, shot creator. One thing, right? Like one thing we talked about when it comes to the Lakers, like what it... When when we were not counting on them making it to the postseason, why was it? Well, not no three point shooting, not a lot of depth, not great defense, and now what they've been able to do is is improve in in, in a lot of those categories, right? So D'Lo, great shot creator for a number of of players, also solid from uh, from behind the arc. Bando's got a lot of hustle. Mo can spread the floor. And, and I look at Beasley, and guys, please feel free to chime in, Tyler and, and Brian. Like, I look at Beasley as, like, kind of reminds me of, like, a J.R. Smith. Like, J.R. Smith, who LeBron had, right, while uh, while he was in Cleveland. Right? J.R. Smith, this, so this... so underrated J.R. Smith was. The, the, the one th- memory that I have of him, and it's not going to do him any favors, is, is when he shot the ball in the opposing basket. Or he, he was running the wrong way during the playoffs. <laughs> didn't yes, shoot it. yes. He didn't shoot. And didn't LeBron it. Oh. get like? Didn't LeBron, and LeBron didn't was LeBron like, "Which like, way are really you going, man?" But what truth, are you doing, truth man? be told, their their relationship and the <laughs> bond that they had really you you could really see that um, it translated really well onto the floor. So yeah, I agree. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, that's that's that what I funny. remember. And now he's playing golf in college. Wasn't he dating? Wasn't he dating? Um, wasn't he dating Rihanna? At one point, like, wasn't she coming to games and everybody was like, ooh, Rihanna's coming to games to see LeBron play. And then all of a sudden it was like, ooh, she's dating J.R. Smith. I mean, speculation, sure. I think she was just a courtside fan. Okay. But who knows? Okay. She could have been. Okay. Um, 
let's get back on track. And and that is, I, 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 do, I do like what the Lakers have done here as we get closer to the trade deadline. And and then when you look broader picture here, right, uh, in the West and, and who the Lakers are going to be competing with to try to get in, whether it's the play-in, whether it's, it's the top six. But Steph Curry, not sure when he's going to be back for the Warriors. Towns, not sure when he's going to be back for the T-Wolves. Portland, are you scared? If you're scared, say you're scared. You scared of Portland? I'm not scared of Portland. Are you? No. I'm not. No. And then um, I, I really, at the end of the day, guys, I truly believe like if, if LeBron, if LeBron can stay healthy and this foot, you know, because there, there's, there's some mixed reports out there with this foot, right? Some reports out there, are, you know, we had Brian Winhurst on our show last week, Like right? Some reports are that the, the foot or ankle, whatever the case may be, is worse than expected. Some reports out there, like we, we saw, uh, I don't know about you guys. I, I was, I, I didn't expect him to play that many minutes in the All Star game. Did you? No. And the fact that he sustained an injury that he dismisses, you know, the injury on his hand when he says he was going up to, I think it was to, For to block. get a block, right? Or yeah. get a rebound and he like hit his hand on the rim. He dismissed it, but why risk it? You know, why have a player of his caliber who's going to need to be healthy to play on his team for the rest of the season, why have him play that much? Yeah, as soon as Giannis Here, here's, came out, I thought he was going to do the same thing. Right. Uh, you know, uh, another thing, you know, that, that has held true with LeBron is that, you know, he really values um, the All-Star game, you know? I mean, I, I put money down that, that that he may have won the MVP, you know, I was a little reluctant because, again, I, I wasn't sure how many minutes he was going to play. Uh, but I still put money down on it. Um, you know, obviously I didn't win it. But nonetheless, um, I just, again, I, I do like this Lakers team. And you can wager that they will make it to the pl- to the playoffs at plus 145. Whether it's the play-in game, um, whether it's the top six. And I do believe they get in... A, a, I, I do believe they get into the top six. That's how much I like this Lakers team. And, and of course, it all starts tomorrow. Um, some other futures bets out there that I am going to play. The Nuggets representing the West in the finals. Uh, Jokic, to me, is, is the MVP, right? Uh, Murray finally arriving healthy, averaging 25 points, uh, five, five rebounds, six assists a game. Uh, Porter, you know, obviously Porter Jr. there as well. They add Thomas Bryan and Reggie Jackson as well. 13 and two, their last 15 games heading into the All-Star break. And they, are, in my opinion, I do believe they will be the number one seed. I do believe that they're going to have home court advantage, uh, which means that they'll be able to avoid the Suns uh, until, of course, the uh, the Western Conference Finals. By the way, ESPN has them as a 96% ESPN BPI, 96% um, that they will make it to the Western Conference Finals. Just FYI. Uh, Two other futures bets and plays that I do like as we head into the second half. Is it really the second half of the season? Okay, I guess we can say it is. I think for some teams it's anywhere between, you know, 22 to 23 games still remaining. Um, But I do like the Clippers, believe it or not. I guess I'm one of the few who... Uh, I do like the Westbrook signing. Uh, they are plus 575 to win the Western Conference Finals. Uh, I won't go that far because, again, I'm on Denver. Um, but really, I, really I do quickly like, with Westbrook, uh, just because yeah. you brought him up. Do you think they're going to utilize him the same way that the Lakers did off the six, uh, as the sixth man off the bench? 
Um, well, you've got Powell coming off the bench scoring 20 points. So, um, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it, it, it will be interesting to see how they utilize him. Listen, what we do know is that Paul George lobbied for him, right? Big true. He was, he was a, he was a big voice. And, 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 you know, I, I said this earlier on, on Mason in Ireland, and that is, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to be somewhere where you feel wanted, you know, and, and yes, did LeBron lobby for Westbrook to be here? Yeah. But then in a short period of time, he was, he was wanting him out the door. I mean, we all and, saw the and, writing on the wall with Westbrook coming here. Yeah. We kind of knew right and, away. And, and we kind of like, we don't know what happens behind closed doors. We can sit here and we can assume and, and whatnot, but I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm, if anything, I'm intrigued. As we know, this is a Clippers team. It goes the flow, the go, how, how this will go and how far the Clippers will go obviously depends on the health of Paul George and more importantly, Kawhi Leonard, right? It is a much different, even if Paul George is healthy, it is just a much different team with Kawhi Leonard being healthy. And, and that, that obviously is the biggest, the biggest storyline. They've got a very deep roster. They have one of the best wing groups in the NBA. Um, Powell, like I said, coming off the bench, scoring 20 points. Uh, Russ reuniting with Paul George. I think a lot of times we forget that they were teammates at OKC. So I'm just, I'm very, very intrigued. But I do like this Clippers team. And I think this Clippers team is going to make some noise. And last but not least, um, this might be my favorite bet. And that is the Knicks. Over 43 and a half wins. Uh, on the season, Jalen Brunson, finally the Knicks get a true point guard. Uh, the Knicks have been missing that forever and a day. He's shooting 52% from the field, 46% from behind the arc. He's elevated Julius Randle's game for sure. Heck, Julius Randle, of course, we saw him at the All-Star game. Loved the addition of Josh Hart, not just on the defensive side of the ball, but on the offensive side of the ball. He's averaging, I know it's a small sample size. It's only been two games, but 17 points. Um, they are going to get Mitch Robinson back in, in probably a week, two weeks. So, and, and I think, I think Mitch Robinson is one of the most under, under respected, underrated players in, in the NBA. His rim protection is, is spot on. It's, it's bar none. It's really excellent. Right now they have the seventh best offensive rating, the eighth best defensive rating. And again, I think that is only going to get better when Mitch Robinson returns in Josh Hart now with that addition to the team and they have 20, 22 games remaining and when you look at their schedule it's not very daunting like it's not a gauntlet right it's like one game home two away two games home one away and and you know not not too difficult you know they do still have two games against Boston one at home one in Boston um they're in Miami twice I think like it's just it's it's not it's not a grueling schedule so I do like the Knicks over 43 and a half um I do like the Clippers uh again not to win the Western Conference because I do like Denver but I I do I do believe Clippers very well potentially are going to make some noise once they get into the postseason I do like the Lakers to make the playoffs and again, that's now down to plus 145 and um, in the Nuggets to rep the West 
in the uh, in the championship game, the championship series at plus three fifty. So those are some of the NBA futures bets. Oh, by the way, uh, just just so you know, the Joker, uh, Jokic, he's. Uh, but did you guys know that the MVP award now is is called the Michael Jordan Award? As of did this year, right? That? They just changed it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So now you know. Uh, so I do believe that he's going to win the Michael Jordan Award. Uh, it was nine and one in the preseason. Now at minus two eighty, minus three hundred in some places. Uh, he averages he's <laughs> you imagine, he averages a triple double every night, pretty much. Like when, when he suits up and he gets on the court, chances are any given night he's putting up a triple double. Um, averaging 24 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists. Um, like I said, I do believe that Denver gets the number one seed in the West. Um, I know Embiid is right behind him, and you could get Embiid to win the MVP at plus 425, but I'm still, I'm all over the Joker. So, uh, but it's, 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 it's minus 300. So that ship has sailed, but nonetheless, um, I, I thought I should mention it quick break. We come back. We're going to switch gears. We're still going to talk some hoops, but we're going to talk some NCAA hoops when we get back, getting you ready for March madness right here on bet LA 710 ESPN LA. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Welcome back to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. We're talking some college hoops, getting you ready for March Madness. Dan Servadidio. Ooh. I can't believe I got that on the first try uh, is joining us now uh, talking all things college hoops. He does talk college hoops, covers it for, uh, for of course, pick wise, as well as fantasy alarm. So Dan, let's dive right into it. Curious. Uh, you're making your bracket. Who are your top four right now? Alabama, Houston, Kansas, Purdue, Texas, Arizona, UCLA. Who would be your four number ones right now? Yeah, well, well, appreciate you bringing me on. Uh, it's my favorite time of the mo- time of the year on the sports calendar, so I'm ready. Um, my my number one seeds, you know, I guess kind of chalk are, are a couple of them: Houston, Alabama, and Kansas. Uh, specifically with Kansas, you know, fourteen and five quad one record now. It's impossible to ignore now after a couple of big wins uh, lately. But you know, the defending champs deserve that number one seed. I think no matter what happens in the Big 12 tournament or how the rest of the season wraps up, I think that kind of locked in there. Um, and then I got a little bit of a surprise one. I think they're going to sneak into the, the one seed by Selection Sunday is UCLA. You know, the Bruins only losses this season or two November neutral court losses to Illinois and Baylor. And, then, and both of those were close games in the second half. And then two road matchups in Pac-12 play against Arizona and USC, which are kind of both understandable. One, you know, against Arizona and the other, you know, rivalry matchup against USC where they always play them tough. So, but I do think UCLA is going to, their, their body of work is going to show out. Um, it's either to me, Arizona or UCLA for that fourth spot to sneak in as a number one seed. So I do like UCLA to come out ahead. And, and so let's just say, hypothetically speaking, if, if you were putting your, if you were putting the, the bracket together, Alabama, Houston, Kansas, UCLA uh, would, would, Kansas and, and what they've been able to do, would they be your overall number one or would it be Alabama? I think, yeah, I would have Alabama third actually behind Houston. I know Alabama beat Houston earlier this year, but 
Um, you know, obviously this this current situation with Brandon Miller in Alabama, it's it's a little iffy, and I, I'm wondering if Brandon Miller will be playing. You know, whether it's tonight or you know in other games, if he's going to be playing, and how effective Alabama is going to be, if this is going to kind of hold over their heads. Um, I, I could see Kansas moving ahead of both Alabama and Houston. Um, I, I think they have a right to be the number one overall seed. And this will be the first time, right? Like, let's just say they're the number one seed. Let's see, they let's say they they win, they do take the tournament. It'll be the first time uh, we've seen a repeat performance since Florida did it back in two thousand six and two thousand seven. So you know, obviously that would that would that would say a lot, right? Yeah, it's really impressive what Kansas has done this year. I mean, they lost so much from last year's team that won it. Um, you know, the, their main holdovers, you know, Jalen Wilson playing like an All American type player this year. And their point guard Dawn Harris, uh, but they they've really gotten contributions from players who I think you know my, myself included and others thought maybe they wouldn't be as strong of like a one seed um, this year and obviously not number one overall seed. But you know the, like the freshman they got Grady Dick has has been really good for them. Um, Kevin McCullough, the transfer has been stepping up for them. So, but you know as long as they have Bill Self and and Jalen Wilson has been phenomenal this year. They're, they're beating teams on the road in the Big 12. They're, they're taking care of business left and right. And it's just at this point, it's impossible to ignore how impressive this, this job has been. Uh, you know, repeating would be, would be tough, but they definitely have the talent to do it. Dan Servadidio is joining us here, college hoops and football as well, college football analyst for Pickwise and Fantasy Alarm. Okay, uh, so we've got, we've got your top four, right, intact. Uh, who do you feel? Who who are the? Let, let's go. Let's start with the bad before the good. Who do you think are the the teams that are going to be out? That once selection Sunday comes, folks are going to be like, oh no way. For me, I, like like teetering on that line for me is like UNC, Utah State, New Mexico. Who who do you feel are your like four that are going to be out? Yeah, North Carolina is definitely on the the wrong end of the bubble right now. Um, they need to, I think, they need a strong ACC tournament run and possibly to win it outright um, to get the auto bid. But I think they're they're just in the ACC. It's just tough because there's not many opportunities to get you know quad one uh, win on their record, and, and they don't have one right now. Actually, they they've lost all their tougher matchups this year. Um, so they just their resume just does not stack up against some of these other top you know bubble teams. Um, so I do think North Carolina is going to be maybe they sneak into the the first four in Dayton, but I think they're going to be on the outside looking in. Um, and then a team that I'm watching that you know maybe they they sneak in is Texas Tech. It is one, mm-hmm. you know the Big Twelve has just been a really tough really tough stretch for them, but their their metrics their advanced metrics are a lot better than their record says. Um, and they, their team, like if they go through the Big 12 tournament and start reeling off, you know, knocking off a team like Kansas or, or Baylor or, you know, Kansas State, you know, if they, if they get a, a couple of key wins, they're, they're all of a sudden their record and, and their resume is going to look a lot better than, you know, teams like North Carolina or Utah State. You mentioned New Mexico. So, yeah, they're a team I'm looking at maybe on the outside right now, but they could sneak in. What about some of the teams that you feel, other teams that potentially could sneak in? Wisconsin, USC, Mississippi State, Nevada. Do you like any of those guys? Yeah, I really like Nevada a lot. Um, they're they're just really impressive to me. Um, every time I'm watching them late night at Mountain West Conference, they're they're always just outperforming my expectations this season. I mean, they got 
Steve Alford, he's you know former UCLA coach who knows what it takes to win late in the year, and uh, they got plenty of talent transfers coming in. That you know Jared Lucas, who, who made a run with Oregon State a few years ago, so they have guys that that you know are better than just like your normal Mount West Conference team. Um, so I I do think they're going to get in. Um, and Wisconsin's another one. Like they they have a couple of you know the big the Big Ten has been tough for them, um, but they're, they're like right in the bubble right now. I, I think that. They need a deep run in the Big Ten tournament. If, if they get a pull-off win, you know, say they match up against a team like Purdue, or, or uh, you know, if they beat some of the other bubble teams in their in their you know conference, um, I think that they can get in. So I do like them to make a stretch. You know, they dealt with a couple injuries this year, but I think if they play their best basketball over the next couple of weeks, they can get in. Um, last thing I want, well, well, two last questions before I let you go, Dan. Number one is, you know, looking at the conferences, right, and the number of teams that come out of the conference, like Big Ten, Big 12, SEC, they're going to have anywhere between possibly nine to seven teams. Uh, when, 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 you're looking, when you're looking at the bracket and you're choosing who's going to win in advance, you know, how much weight do you put, in the, in, put into teams that come from conferences that are more competitive than others? How how much does that weigh in in your analysis? Yeah, it definitely weighs for me. Um, I think like a, a team like you know compared to a team like Houston, um, who you know all respects to the AAC, but it's just not uh, nearly as good as the Big Twelve or Big Ten. So their level of competition is is definitely easier. And but but that's a team where I do think they're gonna they're gonna be strong throughout March like they have been in recent years. So that's kind of the outlier. But if you're you know you mentioned like Memphis. You know, Memphis is a team where they they might struggle from not facing top tier programs and proving it. Um, but if you know the Big Twelve is is one team, like I mentioned, like Texas Tech could be if they sneak in and they're on a you know the the first four, if they're like a ten seed, they could easily pull off that first round upset or win a couple games just because they've been facing better competition than if they're matched up with you know a, a higher seed like a an NC State who might be a higher seed and, and better record overall, but the ACC I mentioned is just not is very down, and, and the level of competition that teams like North Carolina State or even Duke have faced is just not on the same level as you know the bottom tier of a team from the the Big Twelve or Big Ten. So yeah, that, I take, definitely take that into account. And um, you know, it's interesting when you know betting odds and all that when they come out for these first round games once uh, after Selection Sunday, you'll see a team you know from the Big Twelve. I think that's maybe an 8, 9, 10 seed that might be even favored um, over a team like, uh, you know, like I mentioned, Duke, NC State, who just maybe not as tough competition and, and in most eyes are, aren't as proven. I hear you. All right, before I let you go, we talked about, you know, what your, your four ones. Of course, Houston favored to win the tournament, plus 650, Alabama 9-1, to one, Kansas plus 950, Purdue 10-1, to one, Arizona 14-1, to one, UCLA 14-1. to one. Give me a long shot. Give me a team. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting a lot of parity this season, right? So, you know, is it Tennessee at 25 to 1? Um, you know, give, give me a long shot out there that you feel might come out of no Baylor at 20 to 1. Is there a long shot out there that you're looking that, that could really shock the world this year? Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm staying away from Tennessee. They've been looking terrible to me lately. Their offense is just something I can't trust. They have a really good defense, but their offense is something I can't trust in March to get buckets down the stretch and pull out close wins. Um, I do like some of these Big East teams that have strong offenses, high-powered, uh, high-scoring 
up-tempo attacks that could that could definitely make a run and surprise teams. You know, teams like Marquette, uh, Creighton, Xavier. Like, these teams are maybe not viewed as, you know, the Big East isn't as strong as it has been in recent years, but some of these teams could easily pull off wins just because of their offensive game. Um, their defenses are a little bit of a worry for each of them, but, you know, Marquette's a, a team for sure that if they get going, like, teams just can't catch up. Um, same thing with Xavier at full strength. So uh, I do think, you know, one of those teams can make a run. And, and if we're going, you know, kind of that category, I think like a team like Gonzaga, you mentioned Baylor too, just these strong offenses that, you know, maybe their defenses are a little bit of a question mark, but if their offensive game is clicking, then there's really no one that can compete um, at, at the top of their game. So, you know, Gonzaga is a team that's, you know, not at the top uh, odds-wise or, or seeding uh, this year as they have been recently, but they'll, they'll definitely surprise teams if they get the right matchups. Great stuff, Dan. Really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. All right. I want to thank Dan, of course, uh, for joining us uh, again here on Bet LA 710 ESPN LA. So a lot more coming your way. Hopefully we've got you locked and loaded, ready. Some futures bets that you could put down right now as we get closer to March Madness. <laughs> Anita Marks with you again. Uh, you're listening to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. It is Ben L.A. here on 710 ESPN L.A. Uh, just bringing up to speed on some of the NHL games that were on tonight's slate the islanders beat the jets two to one um islanders on the money line minus 115 so that was my play there so i was a winner there right now with nine minutes left nine eight nine twenty left in the third period uh the flames up two goals to the coyotes i was all over the coyotes uh on the uh, on the puck line uh, minus 130, still have a shot here, right? Because I'm getting one and a half. Uh, but I was, I was, what I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to be clever here, fading the flames. I don't know. Um, their locker room is a mess. The team is bought out. Uh, they're coming off a, a bad loss to the Flyers of all teams, and they're 4 4 and 2 their last 10 games. So I don't know. Again, I've got about nine minutes left uh, in the period. I could still be a winner there. And the Blackhawks. Going up against the Dallas Stars. They put up four goals already. So Blackhawks up 4-3 against the Stars. So a small, a small slate in the, NH- in the NHL, but you know, obviously some competitive games here. Uh, I'm going to switch gears here for a second. Again, and, and I like to incorporate, I, I host a bet show on our digital platform on ESPN+. And, uh, and I have a variety of guests. I'm on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And I have a variety of guests who join us all the time. And I'd like to incorporate them in, in my radio bet gambling shows as well. Uh, Marley Rivera does a phenomenal job covering the Yankees. Obviously, one of the biggest storylines, the Yankees, Aaron Judge, can he repeat? Uh, you know, just he was on an absolute terror last year, of course, as we know, uh, hitting the number of home runs and RBIs and, and winning the MVP and whatnot. Uh, so earlier this week, Marley was kind enough to join me to talk about some of the Yankee futures bets out there. And then following that, Doug Kazarian, who was hosting bet with, with, with me, uh, him and I have a discussion on whether or not we would play Aaron Judge 
to be the home run king yet again in 2023. Let's listen in. Spring training will be here before we know it. And no bigger storyline, right, than Aaron Judge and what our our expectations are for him this season after an unbelievable season last year. So what, what has Aaron said about the pressure heading into this year with everybody hoping he repeats such amazing success? Thank you so much for having me, Anita. Always great to hear you and see you. But I have to tell you, the pressure is maybe twofold. Him becoming, right, the first Yankees captain since Derek Jeter retired in 2014. You know, the the 16th Yankees captain, that's a lot of pressure too. But at least on that, you know, on that front, Aaron Judge ain't going to change. Things are going to be exactly the same in that clubhouse. I even asked manager Aaron Boone today whether he addressed the team. And, of course, they were very cagey. They don't tell you what they say. Right? It was that there. And then afterwards, I said to Aaron Judge, you're the captain. Now, are you going to address the team? And he said, Marley, no. I'm going to continue doing what I do, doing those small group conversations. If I have to talk to the infielders, if I have to talk to the outfielders. So I think we need to worry if Aaron Judge is going to be a group address. That's not going to happen. But he is very excited about this year. Now, it took 61 years for him to break the American League home run record and, of course, surpassing the great Roger Maris, the Hall of Famer. Can he do it this year? We actually exactly asked him that. Can you do it this year? And he said, you never know. You, you never know. Uh, one last question before we let you go. We know how great the uh, the Yankees are in the regular season, but Marley, it never seems like they can get over the hump in the postseason, right, in October, November, and win that championship. What do you feel is different this year heading into this season that maybe this is the year uh, they do win that pennant? Well, Anita, you know your baseball well, being in New York, and you know it's always about pitching, pitching, pitching. The Yankees relievers were outstanding. Of course, the first half of the season, the rotation was too, but then those injuries got them, and they really need a very strong performance from that rotation from their ace, Garrett Cole, who also had a historic season last year, surpassing none other than Ron Guidry. But we know in that strikeout record, but they're also going to need help from that big left arm that they got in Carlos Rodon. That is something that even Judge mentioned specifically how, you know, that big one-two at the top is going to be crucial for the Yankees and another maybe monster year for Luis Severino, who is going into a free agency year. And we know that sometimes the free agency years are quite interesting, as we saw from Aaron Judge this year. So it's about rotation, 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 and the Yankees have a much better one this year, but that's what we said last year, and they got swept by the Astros. But at least the Astros don't have Verlander. That's true. He's in New York. He's with the Mets. (laughs) Marley, thank you so much. Keep him kicking buttons, taking names, Marley. You do such a great job covering the Yankees. Look forward to seeing you on bet in the future. Let's go back to Doug Kazarian in Las Vegas. Spring training is going to be here before we know it, Doug. Aaron Judge, 6-1 to to lead Major League Baseball in home runs for a second consecutive year. Reaction or no action? So this is like 51-49, really close. But I'd say reaction. I actually think he has the disposition to play in New York like he did and return and follow up a season like he did last year and off the big contract. I mean, there's a lot of pressure, and I've talked to coaches who've come through ESPN as an analyst in all sports, and they say a lot of guys sometimes get that first big contract, and they almost play differently. Like, they have to produce more and do things, and it's trying too hard, and it really can mess with your head. I actually think Judge is is comfortable in his own skin, knows what he does and what he, he can do, and he can handle the pressure that comes with being the Yankee captain. Now that's a new label for him and all this. So I actually think six to one is worth the price. Um, I'm surprised it's not like four or five to one. So again, real close for me, but yeah, let's have some fun and root for Judge Dingers. 
It would be fun, obviously, to put that money down on Aaron Judge, especially a number of people here in New York. But I'm going no action here, right? Like 62 home runs, 131 runs, a 3-1-1 batting average on the season. Just ridiculous. But keep in mind, Doug, it was a contract year, right? And what did that equate to? Nine years, $360 million. He is 31 years old. He will be 32 this calendar year. And I have some health questions. And this was a big reason why I was really reluctant uh, that the Yankees re-signed him to this deal. Because the last two seasons have been great for Aaron Judge, right? 148 games. But previous to that, the last three seasons prior, he missed 113 games. I just don't know if he's going to be as fortunate health-wise to play as many games as we, we've seen him play the last two years. And without that that uh, that incentive of wanting that great contract from the Yankees, I just I just don't see it happening two years in a row. So no action here for me. Uh, looking at the uh, American League uh, MVP potential uh, futures out there uh, in, in Major League Baseball. Otani, uh, two to one. He is favored. Mike Trout, plus 450. Aaron Judge, plus 450. Um, Julio Rodriguez, 70 to, seven to one. Um, Tyler, you said, you know, you're, you're really big into Major League Baseball. This That's is true. your sport. Yeah. If, if you were putting money down on the American League MVP, where would it, where would it flow? You can't, you, put it? you can't rule out Shohei Otani. I right. mean, it's, and it's, the challenge right now that baseball is going to have to somehow figure out is that there are no other two-way players, period. Shohei Otani is, he is an anomaly. He is something that nobody predicted happening. He's something nobody saw coming, and he is just sweeping this category in perpetuity until we have somebody who's as good as he is performing on both sides of the ball the way that he does. It's going to be Otani, and it's not going to be close. Yeah, because the only reason, in my opinion, and I I would assume you would agree with me based on, on what you're saying now, is the only reason that he did not win it this past year was because of, you know, the fact that the, Aaron Judge hit 61 home runs. Exactly. Right? It's going to take yeah. something it's going to take something out of this world, you know, breaking a 61-year-old record to to overtake Shohei Otani throwing 100-mile-per-hour fastballs and 85-mile-per-hour splitters on top of hitting 40 to 50 dingers. So, good luck everybody. Uh kind of crazy to think that uh, pitchers and catchers have uh, already reported to spring training but it's about that time of the year, guys, uh, which is uh, which is good news for us. It's interesting, right? Like it's good news for us here in the Northeast because um, we know when pitchers and catchers report, we know summer is right around the corner. So, um, and it means that we get to start playing golf again. See, I, you know, LA, you don't have to worry about that, right? Although it it has right, it it has been kind of chilly there. It's, it's hasn't it? We've had we have what they're referring to as an Arctic blast hitting us right now. What? Come on. Yeah, if you look at a, if you look at a weather map over the next week, it's polar opposites. We the the west coast is ice cold and the east coast is sunny and nice. What's what do you what do you consider ice cold? Like how what is it going to dip? Ice. Two. It's I think it's going to get down to the thirties. I know this morning when I got in my car it was thirty nine, so it's going to get cold. For, really? For, for us Californians, okay, oh. it's going to get cold. God forbid. Um. But but again, uh, going back to spring training, 
Um, it's just, it's kind of like when, 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 when we're, when we start talking about spring training, we talk, we start talking about pitchers and catchers reporting, uh, before we know it, boom, uh, baseball season is here before we know it. Uh, when we get back, we'll kick off our number two, Jordan Renan is going to join us. Uh, a, a lot of, uh, some of the biggest topics in the NFL this season, um, are around quarterbacks and, are they going to get tagged? Are they going to sign? What are they going to do? And one of the biggest, of course, is Daniel Jones and the Giants. So uh, we'll find out what's the latest there, especially Saquon Barkley. Um, and we'll do we'll, we'll let's we'll switch gears. We'll talk some NFL and some NFL futures bets and some of the big storylines around the NFL as we get closer, of course, to free agency and that 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 deadline, whether or not you're going to tag a player or not. We'll kick off our number two, Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA.